Welcome everyone to Sports Talk for the Fans Podcast. I am your host, William. On today's show, we got a jam-packed podcast. We even have a guest today. But before I get into all of that, um, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, game ones on Saturday and Sunday. We'll start with the Saturday games and work our way down to Sunday's games. Um, but without no more ado, let me introduce my co-host, Brandon. What's up, B? It was good. How you doing today, man? I'm good. Chilling. All right. You excited to talk NBA basketball? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's get to our guest. The first time on the show, this is actually our first guest on the podcast. So we like to welcome Manny on the show. What's, What's going up, on, man? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Hey, you ready to talk NBA playoff basketball? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. So I figured we start on Saturday's games. I'm going to work our way down to um, Sunday's games after that. Let's talk about the first game, um, Miami and Milwaukee first. Um, I'll start. I thought it was a tremendous game, very competitive. Um, You saw two pretty even teams. Although Miami's a sixth seed, I thought you saw what they're capable of doing. Um, Their mental toughness, Jimmy Butler is a a great um, playoff player, comes to play. I just think they're stacked. They got a deep roster. I think Miami got their hands. I mean, Milwaukee has their hands full in the series. Um, let me throw it to Manny. What do you think about this series and the first game in general? It was a good game. It was a good game. Um, I like what, what uh, Miami brought and everything. But uh, Milwaukee shot five for 31 from three-point land, too. Yeah, that's big. That You know what? I didn't even notice that, so I'm glad you brought that up. That's huge. That's terrible. Mm. So as much as the game was close, I think Milwaukee, you know. Wow, that's a that's a, a big stack right there. I'm saying Miami hit 23s, 20 for 50. So, yeah, that was a big – so they hit uh, 15 more threes. That's a huge. For Milwaukee to win that game says a lot. You, you might be on to something there. But you know what, too, though? I think uh, Milwaukee made it up at the foul line, too. Yeah, you know they had to make it up somewhere. Anytime you're um, a team is hitting 15 more free throws, that's being made up somewhere. And Giannis didn't have his greatest game. 10 for 27 from the field. Um, what about you, B? What do you? What are your thoughts from the first game? And um, yeah, what are your uh, overall thoughts? Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at um, Milwaukee's three point three point game. Yeah, that, that's hard to get past, huh? That five for. Thirty-one, like, and they're a pretty good three-point shooting team. Hey, hey, but and I was, I was just uh, to go back on um, what I said about the foul line. Milwaukee actually shot bad for the line too. They missed twelve foul shots. Yeah. So okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that point up because I, I totally overlooked that stat. Um, I, I was just more focused on Giannis. He can play better. Middleton yeah. played well for them. Um, I think Jaru Holiday came. He played. That's what they got him for. Um, 11 rebounds, 20 points, three assists, three steals. Yeah, um, Jimmy Jimmy Butler only went four for 22 from the field, so he can play a lot better from the, at least efficiency wise. Yeah. Um, where do you see this series going from here? Who who do you think wins game two? I'll drop that to Manny. I think I think um I think Milwaukee wins game two. So you think Milwaukee goes up 2-0? Yeah. And Milwaukee, Milwaukee actually dominated them in the paint. 56 so, to 24 in the paint. That's huge. That That's what made up them three-point uh, points. Um, what about you, B? Who do you think takes game two? Uh, then I'm going to hit you out with another question after that. 
Uh, I think uh, Milwaukee would take game two. You like Milwaukee in that one too. Okay, so let's yeah. say Milwaukee's up 2-0. Do you okay. give Miami a chance to come back? Either one of y'all can take that question. Um, I'll take it. Um, I think it comes down to Miami shooting. The way Milwaukee's going to score points in the paint, uh, Miami got to counter that with their shooting. They got to outshoot Milwaukee because if Milwaukee, I think, evens them in shooting the ball and scoring in the paint the way they do, it's going to be yeah. a long for Miami. It's going to be rough. And, and I might add Bam out of bio, four for 15 from the field. He can play only nine points. He can play a whole lot better too. So I see, I see growth from both teams could happen. And I think both teams could actually play better. But I think you you have two pretty even teams. Um, I think Milwaukee slight favorite in my opinion. Um, what about you, B? Do you do you think Miami can come back from a two zero deficit if they get down two zero? Uh, it's possible. I've seen uh, Giannis previous teams go down two yeah. zero and and just and bounce back. Just they just, oh, yeah, they just yeah yeah to, can't uh, let it go. Right right to Toronto. Yeah that, that series in Toronto they went up two nothing lost four straight. But, so, but it's possible. You have to think that Giannis is a little better player, and and Milwaukee yeah, yeah. added some talent in Jaru Holiday and gotten better in in, in um, some other areas. Yeah, so I, I don't was, think. I was telling you in the other podcast that I feel Giannis he's gonna he's gonna be Giannis. He's gonna dominate. Yeah, you did mention that. Um, overall thoughts on this series. Um, what was your prediction, Manny, before the um, series started? Who did you have winning? Milwaukee four to two. Four to two. Okay, I had um, Milwaukee winning four to three. B, you had it at what? Four to three. Four to three, Milwaukee. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I got, I got a quick question. Yeah. The the way Jimmy Butler shot the ball and Bam shot the ball. Does Miami offense allow them to bounce back the way they move the ball? Mm, I think they could be more efficient, for sure. Um, whether or not, now, Bam has to deal with Giannis. That's a tough matchup because he has to guard Giannis, and that probably is wearing him out a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, well, I think I think they, they got to take advantage of when Lopez is on the floor and Bam sticking Lopez. Yeah, yeah. And also, Jimmy's got a tough matchup. He's facing a perennial All-NBA defensive player in uh, Jaru Holiday. And so, um, Milwaukee has good matchups on their key players. I will say that. So, I, I feel uh, Middleton came up big, too. Yeah, so, the game. so do y'all feel safe about y'all predictions after game one? Do you still think it's going to end how you predicted it? 4-2 and 4-3? Yeah. I, I don't... Um, I don't uh, I don't think I, Miami I, I think, let that happen. I think basketball is uh, every game takes on its own. It, I agree. It, it, I agree. It, it, can, it, it can flip in one game, one quarter. Yeah, it, it, momentum could change. Miami, Miami could come in a game two and win, and then the mental game comes into right, right. You know what? And that's when I was watching game one. I was like, if Miami wins, I know they're mentally tough. I think Miami was more equipped to handle that loss than Milwaukee would have been. Yeah, M- Milwaukee would have questioned themselves more. Right, right. And like you said, every game takes a life of its own. Like, you can't, if a team gets blown out, not every time it's going to happen like that. And so every game is his own game. And so don't get too high, don't get too low with these games. If that's, you know, if you're a Milwaukee fan or a Miami fan. 
um any final thoughts on this particular series um before we move on to the next game no yeah i think um i think miami's a better team to come back than milwaukee i think milwaukee miami's a lot mentally stronger than them so i think they can't fall behind I do agree. I think it's that culture that Riley has built where they, they stay in shape. They, they're not going to lack conditioning. Um, and playoff basketball, a lot of it is conditioning. People don't realize because you got to play a lot harder and it's more physical. And so your conditioning is going to be tested. Um, all right. We pretty much said all we could say about game one of that series. Um, so we all still, I still have Milwaukee winning. Um Game two is key. If they win game two, I think it could be a four to two. I think Miami still got a, a a chance to battle back into it. I wouldn't count them out totally, um, but it gets a lot harder, obviously. Now, let's talk about Dallas and the Clippers. This was the most surprising game of the weekend for me, personally. Um, what, what what about you guys? Was it surprising to you guys, or um, nah, what were your not, thoughts? Not to me at all. No. Okay. No, because I think I think the Mavericks beat the Clippers last year if Porzingis is healthy. You might be right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not to mention Porzingis wasn't healthy, but I just felt like bringing Rondo over. I thought that's exactly what they needed, especially someone like Paul George. I know Kawhi could do his thing without a true point guard, but I think Paul George, instead of having to create all your shots for yourself, sort of like how Rondo and Ray Allen's relationship, you can just feed him shots. And, and Rondo yeah. recognizes the game. Like, when Paul, like in the first quarter, for instance, Rondo came to him. He saw that Paul George was struggling. He started to try to feed him. So he, as a point guard, he understands that. And I thought that was going to help them tremendously, um, especially yeah. come playoff time. Yeah, but I thought I thought the, what the Clippers needed in the offseason was to sign Rondo straight out of free agent with Lou Williams, with Pharrell on to, the team. Mm. Then, then that's the impact you needed. I think they lost too much, and I. I as so you as don't good, you don't like the Ibaka pickup rather than Harrell? You don't think he fits them better as far as defense? Gives him a little more defense. No, but more spacing. Them, I think I. I, I it, it, it's uh. It's just attitude and, and aggressiveness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other teams look at that and and they see they see different shadows, different windows. Okay, and saying that you you said that you would have rather them sign Rondo. Um, straight from the offseason. Now, yeah, yeah. With, would you with, have with, done that Lou Will for Rondo deal looking back? No, no, not, not with the type of team they have now. With, with Lou Williams on the team and Pharrell, but I don't let go of Lou Williams. Okay, okay, fair enough. What about you, B? Were you surprised by this game at all? Um, I'm not too surprised that Dallas won. Right. Dallas is a, a very good team. Right. I think they're one more piece away from actually going far, farther than where they go. Right, but I, I was, agree with that. I was surprised that uh, the Clippers didn't play Boogie at all. Well, DeMarcus Cousins. And I think I told you in a previous podcast, I don't think Boogie, he's a matchup person at this point in his career. He's not yeah. going to be able to play in certain matchups because he can't move on the defensive end like that. And teams yeah. will take advantage of that. And plus... You know, a lot of teams are playing bigs that can shoot, going to play them on the outside, and that's a tough matchup for them. Um, And so I'm not surprised either that they won. I'm more surprised that they controlled the game the way they did. Like, Luka literally controlled the tempo of the game, the whole game. Hey, I'm going to go off. um, 
I think Lucas is a top five player in the league right now. I agree. Listen, the way he played last year in the playoffs and his first time in the playoffs, and because you got to understand the type of defense he's facing what is supposed to be the two best perimeter defenders at his size. And he is making it look rather easy navigating the defense. And not only does he have to score, but he has to set up guys too. So he has it all on his shoulders. That's a lot of energy. Absolutely. And so, man, my hat's off to Luca. I, 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 I was always a big fan. He's making me an even bigger fan to see how he's competing against these top dogs. Um, let's talk about the game in itself. Um, as I'm looking here, Dallas shot amazing from three pointers, 17 for 36, almost 50%. Yeah, Clippers 11 for 40. 40. So, and Clippers, as you guys may know, were the best three point shooting team in the league coming into the uh, the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Best free throw shooting team, best. And best, so, best, best percentage. If it's going to take Dallas to shoot 17 for 20, maybe that's what the Clippers are thinking after the first game. They're like, you know what? We understand we're behind. The pressure's on us. The media is going to be talking that, you know, we can't go down too well. But they did shoot 17 for 36. If we can limit that. Go ahead. Yeah, they outscored them 18 points on the three-point line. Yeah, that's big. That's huge. And then I'm looking at the free throw discrepancy. They were pretty much even. 20 for 26 for Dallas. 18 for 24 for the Clippers. So, not much difference there. Um. But on the flip side, I actually think, looking at both teams, I actually think Dallas is a better shooting team. You might be right. They definitely got good shooting around Luka. They always have since last year. I'm talking you, about, like, shooters that, that he create for, that the type of looks he's going to give them. Clippers, right. they got they got great players, but they ain't going to get the same looks that Luka give his teammates. Right, right. That's a credit to Luka. And that, that's what I mean by, by a bigger fan for Luka because – he creates everything for their offense while he's in the game, literally. With his passing, his ability to be 6'8 and be able to see over the defense from across the court and throw across the court passes right on the money. I mean, how do you defend a guy? Because you're going to have to double him. You're going to have to take the ball out of his hands because he's just too good navigating that pick and roll. You're going to have to um, trap him hard or something. And that's what Clippers tried to do in the second half. And he was just picking them apart with the pass. And so I, I look forward to see what type of um, adjustments the Clippers make moving forward. Do you think question, they can make any adjustments? Question, question for Brandon. Like, um, it, it's it's crazy the way Luca's playing and everything, but we we forget we got we got like two or three guys, all defensive players on the other side of the ball. Yeah. You yeah. I mean? so, With so the Clippers, you, would, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would think they would be able to contain him a little bit more than what they have he's been getting whatever he wants the last two years against you, that team. you know what it is and and what we're coming to see nowadays is, is pick and roll basketball is such a phenomenon now and guys like great defenders aren't as needed now because you can get taken out of a game with a pick and so you're almost wasted sometimes like as good as people can be one-on-one how many Basketball plays actually go one on one nowadays. Yeah, that's why. That's why the stat of when someone says, "Oh, this person scored this much on this guy," it's it, yeah, it, it's nowhere near that. It, he probably usually scores unless we're talking about Kobe, somebody that used to go one on one a lot. 
But most of these guys, name me one guy that that really goes one on one in today's game consistently. KD's probably the the closest I think yeah. isolated person. Right, yeah. right. And, even, and even, I put I put I put Melo there still too. Right, right. Melo's always been an isolation person. And so going back, Melo's kind of like an old school throwback. Um, and KD's just a phenomenal offensive player that can get a shot off anytime with his height and yeah. his basketball handle. And so there's something to be said for Kawhi and Paul George are really good one-on-one defenders when they lock in. But you're going to get picked on the play. And so how you navigate that pick? Can you go around it? Are you going to be aggressive? And what do you compromise when you are aggressive? Because if the big slips or the, you know what I'm saying? There's things to offset that. And so it, it's tough nowadays to guard a Luka because of that and, and how much question, skill he has. My question is for the Clippers, who's going to be that third and fourth guy? Man, if it, if, if I'm the coach, it, it's got to be, it's got to be Rondo from the, not points necessarily, but his leadership and, Rondo's known to pick up his play during the playoffs, and I would say Marcus Morris. Yeah. No, but I'm talking. About, I'm talking about from a points because you say. Then I would have to say Marcus Morris on that one because if Kawhi give you 28, Paul George give you 25, 26, you're gonna need a second and third double. Digit. Yeah, Marcus Morris, I believe he he was usually their guy in the regular season. Um, he shot 40 from the three. Um, he's been to the playoffs before, so this is nothing new to him. I don't think the moment's gonna be too big for him. And I think um, he's got to be their number three. I think so. And from a from a strategy thing, I think Tyrone Lue, uh, Reggie Jackson, I think he just got to he got to sit him down. He, he's not giving nothing. Twenty one minutes, two points, five. But you, but, but, but you want to know what I find funny, and, and and that you mentioned that he was one for six and only had two points, but while he was in the game. He actually was a plus 13. Wow, that's that's so the team actually um benefited from, from him being in the game according to the stat. Every other guy, but actually their bench, their bench actually from, from the plus minus at least, it uh most of these guys were a plus plus minus. Yeah. And so up. the starters were were minus everything. If you look at all the starters numbers, yeah, and so I thought that's interesting. He about to have eight off the bench. Yeah. And so Rondo was the only one who was a minus off the bench. He was a minus eight. And that's because he played big minutes usually. Um, He was probably caught in those lineups that didn't do so well. Was was I the only one um, when you watched the Clippers game? Did it feel like when Rondo was on the floor, he felt like he was like trying to tell them to shoot the ball, like pushing it to that person and telling them to Yeah, and, and yeah, that's what they're going to get from Rondo. He's going to, because Rondo's a very feel it out person, sort of like LeBron. They're going to feel the moment. They're going to know what, he's going to know when a guy needs to, you know, step on the gas and he's going to feed him. He's like, oh, you got to take us home. Or Rondo's going to get more aggressive and try to, you know, spur them on that way. And so, um, I think this series goes back to Dallas 1-1. I think the Clippers take game two. What do you guys think about that? I think Kawhi or Paul Joe are going to have 40. You think you you think either one of them has to have 40 for them to have a shot? Yeah, because I think I think I think you're going to get consistency from Dallas like <clears throat> Tim Hardaway, I think going to give you at least 15. 
Mm-hmm. Porzingis could give you 25 to 30 any night. Now, do you think they could do a better job at Luca, or you think this is pretty much what they can do, and he's going to get yeah, his? Yeah, nah, Luca is his IQ, and he just controls the game even when he's not scoring. So his his they could probably do a better mm. job on him scoring the ball, but his impact of what he does, you you just got to live with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I got the. I think the Clippers bounce back and take yeah. him too, and also. Uh, Ty Lue, even he said to a reporter, he said Kawhi will be guarding um, Luca most of the time. That that could be a that good game. match. I did hear that. I did hear that. Listen, I I never understood why. Um, ever since Kawhi went to the Clippers, he's re- rarely never on a number one wing player. It's always Paul George or somebody else. And so um, I understand he's been injured in his career but he's still relatively young not a lot of miles on him I think he needs to accept that challenge yeah I mean I don't think he's ever I think it's kind of like a chronic thing where he's not hurt but it can come back and linger at any point in time so he has to be careful with it um I'm looking forward so sounds to me Manny like you think the Clippers are going to lose this series am I correcting getting that feel from you if they if they don't get it together that that with Rondo leadership there, but if they don't get it together, Dallas will snatch it from them. And I could see it. You know what? I, I I almost feel attention, and I know it's mostly coming from the media, but if I'm Paul George, after all the talk in the offseason, he even came into this playoffs and said, yeah, he's at a different mind frame now coming into this playoffs. Um, this is year two with him and Kawhi. If they don't get it done or at least advance and beat Dallas – um, I think there could be some big time shakeups in LA with the Clippers. Yeah. Me pers- what about you, me. B? Do you think the Clippers are going to win the series, or or are you still confident uh, in them? Or yeah, where you stand? Yeah, at? I think I think Kawhi and uh, Paul George will get it together, <clears throat> especially Paul George. Yeah, I think he'll yeah. he'll get in that zone of just being focused and focused just on winning that series. Now looking further. He's the X right. factor. Yeah, yeah, I had Clippers winning the series four to two. Now I don't see that. I don't see them winning it in six if they do win. I think it's going to go seven if they win. Um, I still lean slightly towards them. I, I don't even know why, because Luca has shown me time and time again when he plays these guys, he's been the best player on the floor in the last yeah. two series now. And I think I got more confidence in Luca than I do Kawhi at this point. Yeah. And, and some reason, these NBA players, the great ones, don't have that mental edge over the the, the other players like back in the day. Right. Yeah. There, there was something. There was an intimidation factor. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a question for both of you guys. Yeah. If the Clippers lose this series, if you're Kawhi, do you want out? Um. Everything he went through to get home to L.A., I find it tough for him to one out. Do I, I think Paul George is more likely to get traded than Kawhi is to leave. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think he leaves either. I think he won his titles. He's, he's going to go with staying home and just go with the ride. Right, right. And then Balmer got the money. He's going to 
get him help. He's going to, year in and year out, they'll get him. They'll switch up the team. Like I said, they may trade Paul George and try to, you know, restructure the team. Um, I think that's more, especially since they just re-signed Paul George to the contract. Now he's more tradable because whatever team he gets traded to, he's locked up in. I think, so, I, I, I think, I think, I think they're just, Rondo's great and everything, but I think they're missing a scorer and point guard. You might be right. And going back to what you were saying about the intimidation factor, you know why I think there's not the intimidation factor nowadays? Because these guys playing AAU, young together, our buddies, our friends. Yeah. So nobody looks at each other. There's not that aura of when Kobe was playing, he didn't deal with too many people. You didn't you didn't see him around town a lot. And so there was this aura like, man, Black Mamba, he's a killer. You know, with LeBron, all these guys, they all hang out. And so... They get to see each other's personalities. Um, they yeah, know each other's bro. weaknesses, each other's strong points. There's Kobe not that aura really, going on. Yeah, Kobe wasn't really chilling with nobody. He was in the gym. Exactly. exactly. Kobe was very isolated, especially early in his career. Um, That's why him and Jordan are so, so alike. And their work ethics are, are, you know, all time from the people that's been around them. Yeah. Okay. Any last comments on this game before we move forward to the Celtics and Nets? Now nah, let's get to the Celtics and Nets. <laughs> let's get to it. All right. Um, obviously, Celtics came out playing well. Like they played exactly how I told B on the podcast. In order for Celtics to be competitive, they have to make it a defensive-minded series. And Kemba and Jason Tatum got to be consistent every game. Every game. Yeah. And then they have to get that third score, whether it be Fournier, Marcus Smart, or whoever. Now, Robert Williams came out and flat out dominated the paint as far yeah. as shot blocking. Nine blocks. I love how he played that game. Like, he really, his second jump is is crazy. Like, he has, he's a he's a defensive force that y'all need to. Um, I think we should play him more, like, a lot more than what we do actually play him. So, Manny, you're a Celtic fan. B, you're a Celtic fan. Yeah, what does Boston need to do? Because they, like I said, they played pretty well. They were up at halftime. What yeah, do they need to do to sustain it through four quarters? The I think I think they they played a great first half, a great first half they played, but the two stars on the team they let them down in the second half when they needed them the most. <clears throat> yeah, how much did Tatum have at halftime? Uh, maybe seventeen. Right, so that means he only had about five or four points in the second half, which is not cutting it um, yeah. in a playoff game. Especially against not this team. And Kimba, Kimba, two, two three-pointers the last minute and a half. I really don't give too much about it. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me ask you something, because this is a question, and I know B's a huge fan of this guy, um, but when I watch this guy, I like his guts. But do you have a question as, um, as Celtic fans? Do you ever like, why are you shooting that? Smart. Mark is smart. Does he shoot like uncalled for shots sometimes to y'all he's he's aggressive like a superstar right exactly exactly that's the point i'm making like do you think he needs to tone it down a little bit and feel the game and let tatum take those shots yes he has to he has to take his def- defensive approach his, his offense approach know your role know your place know what you got to do sometimes yeah. he Sometimes he'll shoot you in the game, but he'll shoot you right out of the game. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those players. When he's hitting shots, he has such a huge impact because his defense is – he's always going to give you defense and, and the intangibles. 
But it's like he can also shoot you out of a game because he shoots sometimes like he's the star on the team. And um, yeah. that I don't think can happen when you got a Jason Tatum. You just got to let Tatum make plays for other guys, similar to how Luka's doing it. Now, I know he's not the playmaker Luka is at this point in his career, but he has improved there. Allow him to get you wide open shots. They they both shot pretty bad from three-point land, 11 for 30 and 8 for 34. Yeah, yeah. And Nets, we know, are one of the great shooting teams with Joe Harris, who led the league. We know what Kevin Durant could do, Kyrie, Harden. But you, They've got a you, bunch of shooters. You know what I noticed, too, watching the game? And I, I, I give... Uh, KD some credit and he's not known for it he tried to bully Jason Tatum mm. yeah yeah I was, I was seeing that you uh, you know I what I saw that. too Tatum got off to that three for three start and I saw his next two shot were air balls and I saw Durant taking that defensive challenge there too and I like that by Durant because no, he I, is he's got the intangible he got the length it's gonna be hard to get quality shots on him unless you have the strength over him to knock him off, or you have crazy foot speed to go around him. Well, I think I think Tatum is creativity the way he shoots could get it off. I just think Tatum got caught off guard with a couple elbows to the face. Could that inbound? I don't know how the refs didn't see that. Mm-hmm. It should have been a technical. It should have been a fragrant one, easily off the inbounds. Yeah, and I both Tatum in the face. Yeah, and no doubt Tatum can get his off on Durant. What I'm saying is. It's not gonna be like a consistently easy thing. It's gonna be like tough shots because of Durant's size and length. And Tatum's yeah, but- usually the longer guy um, when he's on the offensive end, but he's giving away about three inches. Um, and the wingspan is crazy by Durant. So go ahead. What's the what's the big man for the um the Nets Claxton? That's his name? Yeah, yeah. they have Claxton. Yeah, I that I saw I saw um Nash actually put him on Tatum a couple times. Interesting. He's pretty mobile. He's pretty mobile. Now, yeah, that's interesting that they didn't play DeAndre Jordan at all. Did y'all find that interesting at all? No, that oh, kid, nah. that kid, the last like four months beat him out for his spot. Right, right, right. They actually, the crazy thing is, I don't think the Nets have ever started that lineup because due to injuries, COVID, all the everything that went into it. But I, I think this is the first time they started the Harden, Irvin, Harris, Griffin, and Durant lineup. And you look at that lineup, that's that's a tremendous offensive group. If you if yeah. you look at the stat sheet, they really their team as a team didn't even play well. No, and and okay, as Celtic fans, does that worry you? No, because if, if someone's doing something on the other end, it means taking away from them big three. So it kind of balances it out. It's like you'd rather have one of them role players shoot anyway instead of Harding or Kyrie or Durant. Right. But I, I like how Boston switched on everything. I like um I like the energy Parker Brown. I think he's gonna be good for us this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Um missing Jalen Brown is big. Yeah, that that's huge. Yeah. This this is I think this is a good series if Jalen Brown is there. It's that's a huge loss on, on both ends of the floor. I think um, I think I think Boston's a, a, a I'm gonna say a Kimball Walker trade away from going to the finals. Mm. So so you're not liking a Kemba fit with Boston? Not with a Jalen Brown and and Smarts being there. Yeah, I, I'll do you one better. I'm not sure it's Kemba who you need to get rid of. 
I think it's Marcus Smart. No, I, I would have made that trade with Orlando. Oh, for a of it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, man, I was calling for that. Hey, listen, I thought Golden State. I thought Boston. There was a few teams. Now, Chicago ultimately got them. And credit to them for giving Levine some help. But I thought, listen, you put Vujicic with Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And you can work around other pieces. that Because Vujicic is so underrated offensively. Yeah. He beat us by yeah. himself when he was with the Bulls. <laughs> Like he get like he's a double threat. Post up, outside shot. He can rebound. Yeah, Not the, the greatest defender, he, but he I can, think Boston can work around that. Yeah, offensively he could do pretty much everything. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holes. Like a lot of people, they talk about AD and um, you know, a few other big men as being, but offensively he can play with any of them. Yeah, he, I agree. He can. You look at his skill set. He he's got it all. Yeah, I think I think um. I think Boston has to get up. They gotta, they gotta get more physical with um, the Nets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the only way to beat the Nets. The Nets are the most skilled out there, and if you don't get into them, it, it goes back to they have to play them sort of like Houston Rockets played Golden State when they had Durant. And, and this is the time where they let you play a little more physical too, so you get away with a little more. Yeah. Now. Yeah. The only way Houston was able to compete with Golden State is PJ Tucker and them boys got into their body. That that did it, and it called it threw them off a little bit. Their timing was off. I I actually actually in this series right here, and I'm hoping it's happening in Game Two. I'm waiting for a little um, confrontation between KD and JT. <laughs> you know what? Hey, listen, they're they're guarding, so it's bound to be. No matter yeah. how polite of players they are, the competitiveness is due to come out with them too at some point. A hard foul yeah. or Tatum something. Frustration. Like the nah, but I would I would like to I would like to see Tatum uh, take his physicality to his game instead of complaining to the refs. <clears throat> right, right, right. I'm not a big fan of these players. I mean, to get your point across every now and again, but when you do it, which Tatum isn't one to complain all the time, like some some guys are, but I think the refs hold that against you when you constantly complain and they don't give it to you out of spite sometimes. That's just how I feel about that. Um, any final thoughts? Now, I have the Nets winning the series 4-1. to one. What are you guys feeling after game one? Do you do you still have Boston winning the series or has your mind changed on that? Uh, I still have faith because we lost by 11, which is, is not bad. Especially for mm-hmm. us not having Jalen Brown, right? So us losing by eleven is not a a bad a bad thing. So you still have them four to three, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Manny? Yeah, I got I got Boston in seven, and um. Now, now I'm gonna have to call both of y'all real quick. Like, like, is that is are, are we being homers here, or are we really feeling the confidence right now? No, no, no. it's. It's our our bench. I, I like look. Um, Jabari Parker had a plus seven with the plus and minus, and Robert Williams the third had plus five. So you're telling and me after game one, you're confident that Boston will win four out of the next six no, games? No, game by game. We can't look at it long stretch. Right, you you're right, you're right. But but let's face it, when you're dealing with that much talent. 
that's typically how people weigh these type of things. But you're absolutely right. That's how comebacks happen. You just like Denver and Clippers last year, game by game. I just feel like Brooklyn didn't play their best game. They've got another level to go to. I think Tatum obviously can play better. Kemba can play better. But I think, and I think, I think one thing that changed the game for them, they wasn't used to having a team switch on everything they do. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? So no, there most was no teams, matches. right? Most teams that would affect them. But the Nets have three of the greatest individual players in the game. Yeah, but I don't I like think that. that hurts them enough or, or as much as most teams. Now it probably threw them off and took them time to get used to it. But at the end of the day, once the Nets have that figured out, I don't think they're gonna have a problem scoring on whatever guy is thrown their way. Yeah, but I think it helps Boston because like when you when you switch on everything, you make them become isolated. So if like a Harden or Kyrie have a bad shooting game, it affects the team as as a as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to throw off their their camaraderie, their want to get everybody touching the ball. Because if you know anything about Nash and D'Antoni, they like the ball moving. It creates energy. And so I know Nash would prefer to play that way. But I think that's a good game plan by Stevens. I just don't know if that's going to get it done in the end. Any final thoughts before we move on to the Trailblazers in Denver? That's um, what I <laughs> uh, Tatum, Tatum got to have he got to be Jason Tatum, right? That, right. He's got to be the best player on the floor for Boston to have yeah. a chance, and that that's hard with Durant on the floor and some of the other guys. But that's the it's type possible. of series he's got to have. I mean, he's he's got the talent, um, because he's going to have to do more for Boston, um, and he's got the talent to go off for forty. Because um, I don't look at, although I, I Durant his length and everything, I don't look at the Nets as a great defensive team. It's gonna they're gonna look greater because they put so much pressure on you on offense, sort of like Golden State. I never looked at Golden State teams as great defensively. Now Draymond was great, Clay was cool, but I never thought of them as a lockdown team. They just no, they thought, they went on spurts and put the pressure on you. But I thought I thought even even their less defenders played well off their good defenders. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I just feel like Golden State, like when you got a, it's like football. It's like Mahomes, right? He's if they're on a roll, they're scoring forty points a game. It's it's gonna make their defense to the other team look better because now yeah. you're gonna have to score to keep up with him, and then they know that you're passing the ball now because you're probably behind all these kind of things, and it just makes the defense look better. In a lot of cases, you when you got a great you offense, know. yeah. Any final thoughts, B? Oh, oh you mentioned not. the Tatum thing that Tatum yeah, had to. Yeah, he can't go six for twenty again. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, and you, Manny, you're 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 good on this, or? Um, Tatum got to play well, and I think um, Kimba offseason riding on this series. Hmm. I mean, it's a lot of weight. They brought him there to be the third guy. He's he's had to pick up and be second guy. Now, I think I think they have to take their individual matchups a little personal. Yeah. Kyrie, he's got to match Kyrie, Kemba. Tatum's got to match Durant. And they got to hope that fo- a combination of Fournier, Smart, and, and whoever else can, you know, play with Harden and their bench. They got to get Robert Williams probably got to keep up his play and be a, a deterrent inside the paint. Um, 
it's just a lot of things that I find yeah. it hard to believe that that they're going to be able to get with Jalen Brown. Now we have a more even matchup because now I don't have to throw Marcus Smart and um, Fournier and hope they can play with Harden. I could throw him there and with his defense and offense combination. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. And so yeah. unfortunate for Boston that Brown. I feel it's like been for a the different uh, different I, result. I, I think I think the Nets going to do a lot of pump faking in game two. To draw yeah. fouls or to yeah yeah they're gonna be more to, alert of the shot catch, yeah mm. to catch uh, Williams off guard Robert Williams yeah yeah because he definitely likes to block shots and he almost had triple double last night yeah those oh, type uh, of guys I mean, they're night, very antsy night. and you know although he has great timing James Harden especially is is the master at just drawing fouls on on people through some What's next Portland series. Uh, Let's talk about the Portland Endeavor series. Um, what now? Portland obviously won um, by 14. Melo came out and balled in the first half. I think he had like 12 or 15 um, in the first half. Um, finished yeah. with, let me see, Melo finished with 18 actually. Six for 12, four for eight from the three. Harded, I mean, Lillard just kind of took over in that fourth quarter. Finished him, finished with 34. Um, Jokic did Jokic things 34 points 16 rebounds you know what they did though they made Jokic a score and they didn't allow him to get other guys involved that was their game plan yeah. now when, when, when I look when I look at the stats I think that I think Jokic gives his teammates a uh, real good confidence without Murray and without Murray playing with them and everything yeah, Denver, but Denver, Denver went to line only eight times in the whole game. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's very low. Um, four for eight. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has been playing really. He's you know what? They might got something with him since Murray went down. He's been shooting incredible, efficient from the three field goal percentage. Yeah, um, they, they got out shot. They got out shot it um by eight three pointers too. But I think that's a good strategy um, because they have a Nurkic who got a big body as well. I'll just let Jokic go one-on-one. I'm not allowing him to get other guys involved because I yeah, think that's I think, when they become really tough, I think when everybody off, else is gaining confidence. I think they're off-the-ball movement and everything. They just run a motion offense. So I think Jokic is going to be Jokic doing his things when they the way they move the ball and everything. Right. So what do you think that um what were your thoughts be on on this first game and um, um was it expected by you? Actually, I actually thought Denver was going to win this game. Okay, you thought Denver was going to Who did who did you have in the series again? Uh Denver 4-3. Okay, 4-3. Okay, I had Portland. All right, so I ain't like how Michael Porter Jr. shot from the three-point line. One for, yeah, uh, one for one ten. For yeah, 10. he went um eleven for eleven inside the uh, three, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel he could have went a different route, knowing that his the three ball wasn't. Well, I mean, if you going. look at it, he kind of did. He he capitalized inside the three. He was eleven for eleven, and so I'll take it. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have your hot and cold games from the three, but if you go eleven for eleven, you more than making up for yeah. that one for ten. I feel opinion. he could have went to the free throw line, like try to attempt. Oh, to yeah, you're right fouls. about that. Yeah, he had no uh, yeah, free no throws. free throws. 
yeah, that maybe that's the next evolution in his game. He's more perimeter oriented, and um, I yeah. think that he does have some decent ball handling and quickness that he can get to the line more. Um, yeah, but other than that, I feel you play this game. Yeah, I think um, whoever's Murray replacement got to give him a good, good uh, game. Austin Rivers six points. Yeah, you talking about at that position? Yeah, you talking about? Okay, yeah, Monty Morris had ten points, not bad off the bench, five for ten. Um, but yeah, Rivers got to play better. I just think that that that's somebody that if he's there. They're one of the favorites in the West. Without him, I think they're going to lose this series, unfortunately. I think that um, Portland's backcourt being explosive. And they're also going to get something from their front court with Nurkic, Mello, Norman Powell. And so I just think they have a little too much for Denver at this point in time. Yeah, I think they got I think they got too many consistent players. Even if Lillard's not playing, I think they got too many guys that can step up. Yeah, and my original prediction was four to three. I'm looking more like four to two now, but I would not be surprised if it was four one. I think it, we're headed that way. I think Portland, still in that first game on the road, is going to give them a lot of confidence, and I think Portland could win game two as well. That's just my gut feeling on that. Yeah, I think I think uh, Portland is probably. I'm gonna say Portland's the. Besides the Lakers, the most mm-hmm. mental win now team right now in the West. Yeah, but Portland, listen, I don't, I mean, where does Portland lack at, really? What are the, what, what did you, if, you, if you're criticizing Portland, what do they lack at? I mean, they're not the greatest defensive team. So maybe that's something you could, you know, point to right away. But look at their lineup. Starting lineup: Damian Lillard, McCullum, Nurkic, Powell, and Covington. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. <laughs> then you got Carmelo, Cantor, S- Simons off the bench. You still got Derek Jones Jr. That was with Miami, an athlete. Yeah, um, Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, some some teams just go through that phase where they're good, they just can't get over that hump. I think it's just defense, and and, and it's a product of their backcourt as good as they are offensively. They're not very good defensively, either one of them. And so I think Nurkic's not a great rim protector. And that combination in today's league, to have guards who can't contain the dribble and really no shot blocking makes it tough. Did, did, did Collins have another surgery? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And that's, man, they that miss like him. Three seasons? Three seasons in a row? Yeah, you have to wonder if he's just injury, injury riddled. I mean, Unfortunate for them, but they still got a heck of a squad, man. And yeah. I think they get through this Denver series. Any final comments before we move on to Sunday's games? Um, no, I think I think the um, the NBA looks real balanced right now. Yeah, like yeah, I, like I don't get the sense that there's to there one clear cut team right now that that, that I, you I think, would say. As sad as it seems, I think I think the NBA is almost on an even playing field until you get to the last minutes and the bigger names gonna get the calls. Or yeah. what team they're on, or what team they're on is gonna get the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my podcast. We're not talking conspiracy theories over here. All right. We, we, we leaving the conspiracy theories out. All right. Listen, say that for, uh, you know, the other podcast. <laughs> all right. Let, let's talk Sunday's games. The first game was the Washington Wizards facing the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, actually was impressed with the way Washington competed in this game. I don't think they have enough to get it done. Um, Tobias Harris had 37 points, had a great game. And Bede had his usual 30 points. Um, Simmons had 15 rebounds, 15 assists. Um, Westbrook, I'm looking at Westbrook's numbers right now. He only had five rebounds, which is low for Westbrook. 14 assists, though, 16 points. Bill did his thing, 33, gave him the usual 10 rebounds, six assists. Um, what did you see from this game, and, and where do you think the series is headed from here? I'll give it to Manny first. Yeah, um... Now it was um it was a good game. I think um Washington should be intrigued with the game, how close it was, with Tobias yeah. Harris having a big game. Right, right. Because um Tobias Harris he gives you the moments, but can he have them consistent moments? You know, and Big's gonna give you between twenty. Yeah, that that's why I'm a little um I'm high on Philly. Because if you look at their team, they got length, they got defense, they got some shooting. I just question who's their second guy when the going gets tough and they're doubling Embiid. Who's going to be there to to consistently give them 25 a night? We know Simmons ain't doing it. He's he's not shooting enough. Yeah. So it's got to be Tobias Harris. Either Tobias or Seth Curry's going to have to have a big game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I think... Um... If, if Bill and Westbrook could stay consistent, because Harris going to give you that 25 with, with Embiid at night, who's going to be that second scorer if Simmons can't do it? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's my questions moving forward. Now, I don't have a lot of doubt in this series. I think Philly gets it done. I think they just, first of all, I, I think they match up well with the, even though Bill had his numbers, at 33, shot the ball pretty well, 13 for 23. I just like the matchup of Simmons guarding him, giving him some trouble. Um, Danny Green, you got those type of guys guarding Westbrook, giving him a little bit of trouble. And I don't think they have an answer for Embiid at the end of the day. Yeah, but I, th- I, think, um, I think this haunts Philly in the second round. Hey, listen, they're going to have to probably run into Milwaukee or Miami. Which, um, you know, obviously tough matchup if that's the way they got to go. But you know, nothing. Hey, listen, nothing. The championship doesn't come easy. You're gonna have to face good competition along the way. And I think they they've facing good talent right now in Westbrook and Bill. But they're a team that you could force into some um some mistakes and things like that and we know Westbrook plays wild can play into your hands try to take over games that he shouldn't be trying to take over um I I just think that Philly has too much for them and they're they're too good defensively um overall to allow Washington to maybe take a game I don't see any more than a game in this series yeah I agree yeah um So let me ask you, if Washington was 
to surprise in this series and possibly take it six or seven games? Who needs to step up outside of their top two? Oh man, any anybody? Hachimura? That that's who I'm leaning towards. Or maybe Breton's got to get hot from three yeah, yeah, and have those be. have those Duncan Robinson type games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not a lot to talk about in this series. I mean, I was surprised by Washington playing them as well as they did, but same outcome I predicted. Um, I think it gets easier for Philly uh, moving forward. I don't know why. I just feel like um, I don't think Washington has any more to give than what they did in game one. Yeah, it would take Philly to play bad. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this series? Um, pretty much everybody consensus. They 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 think Philly's gonna win it pretty easy. Um, uh, yeah, I believe so. What about you, Manny? You sound like you have some hope for Washington. Nah, I do because I think I think I think I think I could count on Westbrook and Bill to have big games. But like you yeah. said earlier, I think this Philly's just well rounded as a team. Yeah. So even if Bill and Westbrook has big games. Right. I think one of Philly could balance that out with a with a team effort. And to me, it's not even a question of are they going to have big games because stats wise, they'll have big games. But is it efficient? Because they're going to need them to be efficient and have big games at the same time, um, in order to overcome what Philly has. All right, let's talk about this Laker game, this Lakers and Phoenix series. Now, um, I'm a Laker fan. So I'm gonna pass it to y'all, so I don't come across as a homer, and y'all give me y'all feelings on it. I'm gonna start with B. Give me your feelings on the Lakers and Suns game yesterday. Um, I, I ain't uh, really see much AD. I felt he didn't uh, contribute as he mm-hmm. should have. Same, okay. same thing with LeBron, but LeBron played AD, but AD got since he's the second guy. Right. Behind LeBron, he he has to be that guy. He has to put up points on the board a little more than thirteen points. Right. Well, I mean, it, but like you said, he's the second guy. If you're gonna make him the second guy, shouldn't the number one guy bring more than eighteen points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why uh, LeBron. I didn't think he had a very good game either. Right. So, so to me, well. it, it falls on absolutely. Call out AD. I'm about to call him out in a second. But to me, um, LeBron's supposed to be the GOAT. LeBron's supposed to, and I know LeBron likes to field teams out, so I'm not worried as a Laker fan as of right yeah. now. But let's call it what it is. We're just talking about yesterday's game. I got I got more on those two later, but uh, I'm going to let y'all finish. Go ahead, guys. Uh, they both shot almost the same from three-point line. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I'm a Phoenix fan... It felt like... It, because I Lakers, it felt terrible. Maybe because I'm a Laker fan. You know, when you're rooting for a team, their shots, when they shoot bad, it just seems like the end of the world. But, yeah, you're right. Nah, they pretty you know much shot too? bad. You know what it was, too, for a Lakers team? You couldn't get a good read on the game. Because um, I think Phoenix should really, along as Chris Paul's healthy. They yeah, that, really- that's key. Let's point that out. We'd be, you know, doing a disservice if we didn't point out um, Chris Paul moving forward has to be healthy. But that, I think that was very impressive. Chris Paul, he he couldn't shoot the ball, and he played a whole quarter and won a game with them. 
listen, he's got heart. I never question his heart. I never question his toughness. Um, he's a winner. I know that about him. Um, he knows how to win games on both sides of the ball. And for the Lakers to lose the way they lost, they got outplayed, and they they shot twenty eight to, to twelve free throws more. Than yeah, yeah. Usually, when you lose, you're not you're not shooting more free throws like that than the team that won. I mean, it goes to show you how how Phoenix must have shot incredibly well inside the arc um, at a high rate for them to win by nine and Lakers shooting that many more free throws and both teams struggling from the three-point line. And they almost shot the same field goal percentage, a three more percent better. Now, let me ask, what did you guys have it coming into the series? Who did you have winning and what did you have them winning at? Um, I had Lakers winning in five. Yeah, Lakers double five. Wow, that's that's interesting because I I didn't even as a Laker fan I had more respect for Phoenix. I, no, I picked no. the Lakers four to two. Yeah, I think I, I think I think the series Lakers comes down to Booker. I mean, if it, it, listen, if you pay attention to yesterday's game, it sure looked like he controlled the game. Booker, I, I think, I think Booker if, was the best player on the court by far. I think if, if he could do that, to me, I think Phoenix players know their place mm-hmm. they know how to play of course Chris Paul's health is big but yeah. I think if Booker if Booker could create the way he did the way he moves and I I, I don't think the Lakers are ready for that movement I don't because I think the Lakers That's interesting. Got, I think the Lakers have certain guys they would like to play and run with that, that LeBron feels more comfortable with and I mm-hmm. think the way they move it jeopardizes the Lakers' rotation. Okay. Okay. Any anything you want to add to it, B? Before I I start to um critique the series. Uh, I think Booker had an excellent game. He had thirty four eight and seven. And that doesn't do it justice. Honestly, he controlled the game. Yeah. Like, cause once again, CP3 was very limited. Even when he came back into the game, he was shooting different. You can tell, and he lost the ball. He was very sloppy with the ball. Um, so Booker, for stretches at a time with AD and LeBron on the floor, was controlling the pace and the tempo of the game by handling the ball. So credit to him; he was absolutely the best player on the floor yesterday. All right. If nobody else got anything to say, I'm, I'm gonna get my two cents on it. Um, um, I'm gonna say. Um... I'm gonna start with AD. Hold on, real a- quick, real quick. Go ahead. Um, as good as uh, Booker and Aiden was, nobody else on Phoenix really had a great scoring game. Yeah, you're right. They had a couple um, guys in double figures. Miles Bridges had ten, and uh, Cam Johnson had ten. So that that looks that that's a good sign for them that they were able to beat the Lakers because you got to figure um, somebody else is going to give them a 15 point, 18 point game eventually. Um, and so, I mean, maybe Booker doesn't have a 34-point game. Maybe he has a 26, 27, but somebody else gives him 17, 18. That equals it out. Um, now, judging by the score, 99 to 90, both teams played um, pretty good defense because in today's NBA, to keep somebody under 100, it, it could either be defense or they're just missing shots. And I think it was a mixture of both. What I saw yesterday is... Uh, why I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm going to explain why I'm not concerned first and foremost. For one, LeBron has a tendency to lay back and kind of monitor the field. And he did this last year. He did it um, in the East when he was with Cleveland and Miami at times. 
and ended up losing game one. But I also saw it in his play. Whether I don't know if he's, you know, the injury is still lingering, but I didn't see a foot on the gas playoff LeBron yesterday. I saw him content with passing up things on one-on-one coverage. And one thing I know about LeBron, although he tends to do that, when he gets desperate, he will start to force it a little bit more and be more aggressive. And I expect that in game two. All right. Now on to, and we missed a lot of open shots. I think looking at, I'm not concerned about, we only scored 90, but it wasn't from Phoenix's defense for me. I think it was more so the Lakers just, Lakers got good shots. AD got good shots and missed. Although you probably rather have them closer to the basket taking some of those shots. Um, I thought KCP had like three or four wide open threes that he missed bad. Um, just go through it. Seven for 26. Um, Caldwell Pope, one for seven from the three-point line. Now, Schroeder had 14 points, five for seven, but um, he had a little spurt there. I think it was in the third quarter, um, and he was being aggressive. I didn't think Schroeder played particularly well. Um, I think what Lakers are going to do is AD is eventually going to be a five, and they're going to remove Drummond. They're going to do like they did with Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. This is the series for it. Um, because the way Phoenix plays is they'll run a big off the court if you don't know how to move and, and rotate and, you know, challenge shots. And Drummond, although I didn't mind the way he played so much, I thought he was a monster on the boards um, and, and finished some layups and, and dunks. He just is a problem on the defensive end against Phoenix. And I think Vogel sees that. And I think Vogel gives him the early hook in game two. I think he starts game two. But I think Vogel gives him the hook real early in game two because of that. I think he knows he wants to keep his confidence up so he'll start him because he might need him down the line. But he knows AD has got to play the five a lot in this series. So that's one thing. AD needs to put on his big boy pants and be a big man. You always say, you know what? I'm trying to save my body for the playoffs. Well, AD, we're in the playoffs. I'm waiting on you to show up. But you you know what too I see on uh, the Lakers and LeBron since he got hurt his uh, his mental game got weaker. <clears throat> you say his mental game what? His mental game got a lot weaker, LeBron. You, oh, you talking about Brian? Yeah, he looks so tentative, and I and I, I I told everyone that when he gets hurt, he's not gonna be the same because he's the type of player that never got hurt and he doesn't like rehabbing. Hmm. I th- I think if anything, if we're gonna we're gonna lean on that side of things where he's hurt, I think the difference if we're gonna judge it off of yesterday, let's say he's hurt, I think it's LeBron is usually able to do what he wants on the court due to his athleticism and his speed, and when he doesn't have that advantage, he becomes mortal, he becomes regular, meaning he has to do the skill things now. Yeah, there's no skill. And he doesn't have as much skill as, you know, we're not even going to name names. Yeah, but, but he's, he's I, not I, the most skilled as far as um, I, so, with I, equal playing field. Let me go ask you a question. We know you're a Laker fan. <clears throat> right. If Le- we know LeBron don't got the burst and he's not flying by people or whatever. Don't you think you start shooter with the ball more and let him be more aggressive? Mm, I I don't think you could do that. I don't think Lakers would be good enough with Schroeder having the ball. I don't think Schroeder 
because you got to understand, they're going to allow more physical contact to guys like Schroeder. He's not going to be able to play as free. But Schroeder LeBron, shows in the past, he'll play. Yeah, but but what it does also is it if LeBron doesn't have the ball, he is ineffective. But then... Uh, then hold on, that, hold on, hold on. Think hold about on, it. It's on. almost like playing on, without on, LeBron. So so we got... So with, with, with that being said... We we gotta we gotta head some questions to his game then. Well, I mean, we we all know that he he's one of those players that has to have the ball. The team needs to be built around him. He it's very much LeBron centric. Whatever team he goes to, because he's not a good off ball player. Let's call it like we see it. But he is not. But, one that I still can't get over. And if you're LeBron and you don't got it, you go in a huddle and you just look at AD and say, take over. You know what? I, you know, As a Laker fan, I'm, I'm not with the BS excuses. LeBron posts no, but, on the but, media all the time. LeBron is healthy. As far as I'm concerned, he's healthy. I, 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 I don't see him dunk on warm-ups looking, looking like his old self. <laughs> not only that, not only that, you can't make captions and posts talking about you know, the, I'm back and all these other things that he likes to post that he just posted recently. Uh, then tell me, oh, I was playing at 70, <clears throat> 80%. You didn't look like it in warmups, dunking the ball like that. Ain't nobody jumping that high and dunking like that at 70, 80%. I think it might be a mental thing with him getting past the ankle injury. But LeBron has got, first of all, Lakers need LeBron to handle the ball because, because he's not a good off the ball player. It, it it minimizes us in a lot of ways. Yeah, Schroeder can take care of the ball. He can, he can do his thing for parts of the game. But with LeBron, like with LeBron off the court, with LeBron on the court, I want LeBron having the ball because he's just not going to be effective off the ball. And I need a full team engaged when Schroeder got the ball. I don't need LeBron sitting there not really yeah, being a threat. When I look at Phoenix too, besides Aiton, a lot of them could switch on LeBron, so it doesn't give LeBron his ben- his uh, advantages that he used to having. Yeah, but I- I've seen LeBron enough that um, LeBron will have an advantage, like on a guy like Aiton. He'll he'll still be able to go by Aiton if he's fully healthy. Yeah, now, Bridges, the- he's got the body, you know, the weight advantage on Bridges. Crowder, he's always ate up Crowder, so I'm not concerned about that. Um, I don't think they have as many matchups as you think. I, I think what you see is a. Um, I, I, well, this is my hope that LeBron was just easing his way into the series. I think that's what I saw more than anything, and we'll see as the series goes. But Lakers definitely got to play better. They got to defend better. Um, Booker can't be the best player on the floor if Lakers want to win the series. Point blank. Period. And so that's what I see. It's, it's kind of simple when it comes down to it. Think about it. If Booker, if LeBron and AD have their typical games, they won by nine points. That's a win. Now, you could say that they could have got more contributions from other guys too, but we're talking about stars here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's a usual win. So if AD and LeBron play to their capabilities, I expect the Lakers to win the series. Now, I never thought it was going to be easy. I predicted 4-2. to two. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with 4-2 to two Lakers. I think they'll bounce back and have a big win um, on two.
and and go back to LA even up one one. Any last thoughts on the series? Um, Chris Paul health. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sake of the what ifs, I don't want to have no one if, what ifs. I don't want people being able to say, "Oh, if Chris Paul was healthy," because that's what you're gonna have if the Lakers win this series and Chris Paul's not looking like himself. Well, because... I think I think I think the Lakers um they passed up one when Chris Paul was hurt to not steal that game. Yeah, you you could say, especially if Phoenix wins, you you can definitely say that. Um, I just expect Lakers to still bounce back. Um, I, I like I'm not worried for some reason at this point. Anyway, I think we there's something a lot of things on the defensive end and offensive end we can get better at. And I I think Booker's not going to play any much better than he did. Uh, now Chris Paul is the X factor because he can play better, and so. I think I think we're in for a series. I think there's gonna be close games. I think there's games where we look back at the end of the series, we're gonna say, dang, Phoenix would have did this or that. But at the end of the day, you gotta do it. And I think it's gonna come down to that. It does I think LeBron and AD will answer more more than not in those moments. What about you, B? Any any thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, not really. I still got the I think. LeBron, like you said, he was just filling it up. I mean, he always does that. Right, so, right, right. So, what, really... what's your prediction now, Manny? You had Lakers four to one. I, I know you can't have them four to one still, because that would mean they're sweeping the rest of the way. Nah, so I think, I think, I think, um, I get back to you at the game too. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll podcast on uh, what's today. Today's Monday, so we'll probably do it on Wednesday after that next Laker game. We'll do another podcast and go over game twos. Um, all right, let's jump on to the next um, game, the Hawks and the Knicks. Um, was this game. was a highly competitive game. Um, some of the things that, that caught my eye was Julius Randle um, shooting, what was it, six for 23 from the field. Not Julius Randle-like game, um, only 15 points. Um, but still, they they still had a, a real shot to win it. You know, credit Trey Young for hitting the um, floater to win the game. Did you you guys know that Trey Young was the uh, uh, what was he the first player to to score thirty points and get ten assists in his first playoff game? What was that? No, I didn't know that. Trey Young was the first guard or any player to get thirty points and ten assists in their first playoff game ever. So credit to him for for. Um, doing that you know many players in this league and for him to do it that says a lot because a lot of people were questioning how what type of playoff player he would play or be because he's small in stature and um, you know playoff defenses tend to swallow those type of guards up if, if you're not on your game and the Knicks have a good defense so I give him a lot of credit for, for playing like that against the Knicks um, what did you guys catch from this game and um, what do you think needs to happen for the Knicks or the Hawks to continue? I thought the Hawks played well. I thought Knicks, Knicks, uh, Knicks bench kept them in the game. Yeah, I'm looking over here. Um, Burks nine for 13, 27 points. Derrick Rose eight for 16, 17 points. That's 44 points between two players off the bench. Their bench outscored their starters. The thing I like about the Knicks. Is that I think Burks can give you ten to fifteen a game. Rose will give you that 
But uh, they Nick Starr didn't step up. Hmm. Julius Randle, he got to play better games the last two weeks of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the Knicks winning the series. Um, I think it come down to that. If Julius Randle has a decent game shooting, uh, nine for twenty three game instead of six for twenty three, they win this game. But credit to Atlanta because a lot yeah. of that was good defense on them. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb and say RJ Barrett has a thirty point game this series. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, he did have some nice rebounding numbers. He did finish with 11 rebounds, R.J. Barrett, and 14 points. Not a bad game from him. Um, but I can definitely see that happening. Now, on the Atlanta side, besides Trey Young, um, Bogdanovich hit a big three with like 20, 30 seconds to go to tie the game. Yeah. Um, and he's stone cold, man. Like That was a big pickup for them, getting him. Can you imagine Milwaukee? Would have got him, yeah. Along with Jaru Holiday, like reported to happen, they they're already tough. I mean, you imagine throwing him on the squad? I think I think Gallinari can't play better for Atlanta. That's the only scary part for the Knicks. Yeah, true. Um, they also Lou Williams played pretty good, six for nine from the field, thirteen points. Yeah, um, he gave he gave him that three minute spurt where it kept them in the game. Yeah, and and he's good for that. He's always been good for that for his career. To um, he's going to consistently come in and score points. Now, whether or not he's efficient or not is another thing. Um, John Collins, John Collins can play better. He only had twelve points, seven rebounds. Um, Capella, nine points, thirteen rebounds, solid rebounding numbers. But um, it, it's one. It's listen. Competitive teams that that play good. I don't take much. Like moving forward, I don't think this game means a whole lot. Um, as far as who I see winning the series, because I think it's still up in the air. I, want, I just think that Atlanta came out on top in game one. Two things I noticed too: that Tibbs he made that substitution at the end of the game and tried to put the defensive guard on him, and the, the kid didn't play all game. I thought that was a little weird putting him in. Yeah. Yeah. And then on I the other agree. side, on the other side, I think uh, when Trey gets going like that, you know he likes going inside to the floaters and everything. I think you just got to trap him. You got to make him get the ball. Yeah. Why doesn't Trey Young get enough credit? Like, because a lot of people talk about point guards and always putting this guy and this guy, or even talking about MVP candidates. But he had them as the fifth seed, a 41 and 31 this year as their best player. Why doesn't he give enough talk about MVP possibly? B, you want to go first, B? Um, young on on possibly being an MVP. Oh, in the conversation. Now he's definitely not oh, MVP, but like you don't hear his name yeah, mentioned yeah, in, in the MVP in the, voting at all. In the conversation, yeah. Um, yeah. or all NBA teams. I don't even hear him on the all NBA teams. Uh, when you look, because you gotta look at he better than. A lot of the guards that's on NBA teams. So, for instance, you got the you got Steph, 